0: hey guys, welcome into the corked up podcast episode God is not real. Uh, no, just uh, just an inside joke between me and Frank there, but I'm sure if you guys have listened to us, uh, you'll get the inside joke, but uh, no, we're not gonna start off that hot. We're actually gonna be talking some NFL as we promised last week. Uh, we got some some you know pretty notable notable things going on. Uh, training camp is is getting cranked back up here, so um you know teams are starting to return. Uh, you know, rookies have been have been at camp, I believe, for a few days. Um, so now the vets are starting to come back. Um, we've got some news. We got some Bears news. Uh, obviously, we got some Packer news we want to get into. Uh, so let's start with the Bears. Um, not a ton. You know, nothing nothing I think is super game changing. But there's um, you know, a couple a couple things we want to get to. Anthony Miller traded to the Houston Texans. I believe it was Anthony Miller and a seventh round pick to the Texans for uh, for a fifth round pick in this upcoming draft. Um, Frank, let's just start right there. Surprised by Anthony Miller Miller trade, disappointed. What were kind of your initial thoughts to that?
1: Surprised that it happened this late. Yeah, because the rumors were there. We knew this was a long shot for him to even make the roster. And at that point, once those rumors are out there, it's like trading is makes it even tougher because everyone knows his value isn't that high with the organization. So some surprise on that front. I think the disappointment just comes with his bears tenure, man. I mean, the, the, the kid is talented. Let's make no mistake. Um, and I don't know if it's just him not working hard, him not having an ability to grasp the playbook or, or, or do what's being asked of him in, in this offense. But after his rookie season, I mean, seven touchdowns, it was what 700 yards. I mean, he had a really productive rookie year and that was with being hurt as well. I, he, uh, he got hurt towards that was at the end of the beginning of the season. I, I'm, I'm mixing yeah, it up it
0: was towards the beginning with the shoulder. Yeah. Um, and then I think it just it, it he took a couple games to get healthy. And then I don't really think he was ever truly healthy because uh, I think he needed
1: surgery to get that repaired. But um, he just tried to play through it. And then well, but even even in his rookie season, A-Rob was that was his first year after the ACL. So he missed a couple games and Anthony was yeah. tasked to be the number one. And it's like, dude, this kid can. I mean, he had a couple hundred yard games had a couple multi-touchdown games. Like he really looked good. I mean, he led the, he, at one, at some point that season, he led the league in separation uh, uh, statistics as a rookie. And so you're thinking, I mean, the route running was there, but then as the years go on, it's like, you know, you're hearing things that he's not on the same page with Mitch and other quarterbacks. He's running the wrong routes. He's not, you know, he's, it was supposed to be a five yard dig and he did a seven or eight and it threw everything off. Like, so at that point, you're like, are you just not grasping things? Are you not working hard enough? Do you not care? Like, what? what is really going on here? So that's where the disappointment comes in because he is extremely talented. Coming out of college, coming out of Memphis, his comp was Antonio Brown. And you kind yeah. of saw it. Similar build, not the biggest guy. Super quick. Maybe not straight line fast, but the shiftiness and the route running was superb. The footwork, superb. And it, he just couldn't put it together. So I think it's unfortunate for him, and this is my last statement. I'll throw it to you that he's going to the Texans. Cause it's not really a second chance. Like it's a, I mean, if Deshaun plays maybe, but even that, it's a dumpster fire right now. So we'll see. You would like to see a guy cause I'm not, you know, I'm not angry at him or anything as a bears fan. I do like to see guys get second chances, but I just don't think the Texans are the right place for a second chance. Or you'd like to see him with maybe a proven quarterback, uh, you know, that, that maybe in a system that's maybe a friendlier towards his style or whatever. And I don't think he's getting that with, with Houston.
0: <laughs> yeah i i totally agree with everything that you said uh uh especially um you know the the part of just the disappointment in terms of how his bears tenure ended um you know we we did see uh jeff joniak you know voice of the bears um on, on their radio broadcast loved him coming out he thought he was yep. like you said the next uh the next Antonio Brown, um, obviously, hopefully without the off field, the field stuff and <laughs> honestly, maybe some of the on the field stuff for being real. But uh, he did have that really, really solid first season. And uh, I think a lot of that was because Matt Nagy kept it simple for, for him, a, as simple as it possibly could be. And, you know, there were still some things defenses hadn't really figured out, you know, Matt Nagy's offense and how he likes to operate on that. Um, I think when they did start to figure that out. Um, you know, I think that's kind of when that turned and we did see that off the field issue, um, you know, going into training camp in his second year, a lot of it was him talking about how he needed to, you know, really focus more. And I think that is part of it. I think he just lost focus at a lot of times and he was just used to dominating in college and then he just wasn't really able to do that. And it's, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's kind of sad because, you know, him at Memphis, you think of all the really talented players that have come out of that Memphis program. And like Anthony Miller was a guy that out of all the trade-ups that, that, you know, Ryan Pace has made in his tenure, I I would say that one. And obviously Justin Fields are probably the one and two that I think made the most sense. Like, yeah, I I liked the trade-up at the time, just didn't work out. And that seems to be kind of a common theme with Ryan Pace. Um, but I think this one made the most sense. I, I, they, they needed some of that. They they haven't really had one of those guys since what? Like Earl Bennett, a guy who can kind of just create space in the slot and just get open. Um, so I thought, I thought you know, I like you said, it's kind of disappointing how that ended. Uh, obviously, they weren't going to get it like a first or second round pick or anything like that. Um, I'll take the fifth. You know, I, it is what it is. The, the Texans are going to be drafting high. So I guess you can't really be too mad about that. Um, but yeah. And then, uh, the other big news, well, key... uh, Oh, go ahead. The, go before
1: ahead. we do move on. The, the last thing that I will say though, is I think this is a huge vote of confidence for Darnell Mooney. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, I think he's yeah. I, granted. I think we knew that as bears fans, but I think as you think of the scope of the NFL, I think it's fantasy wise, even people are like, okay, you know, D- Darnell is going to get a ton of reps. He's going to And chances, I, I think, yeah. I, I think really what the coaches wanted to do outside of the disappointment outside of, Whatever the fit not being there with with Anthony Miller is, we're not going to waste reps in training camp for him. What, what does Marquise Goodwin have? What does Daz Newsome have? What does you know yeah. uh, Ridley have? You know, like what what are we really working with here? We're done with this guy. Let's let's not waste reps that we can be giving to other people in training camp. So it's going to be interesting.
0: Yeah, I think that Daz Newsome, uh, I think as soon as he got drafted, Anthony Miller was probably like, all right. But that My was time. that was our My first time, reaction. Was I, granted yeah. six
1: round pick, but the kid is talented. I mean, similar yeah. skill set yeah. to, uh, to Miller. So yeah, well yeah. Uh, we'll see, man. It's. I uh, mean, you
0: think you think about how deep this this wide receiver class, you know, really was. I, it's it's not that surprising that guys kind of fell. Like you're getting Tylen Wallace in like the fourth round. Um yeah. You know, so we'll see. We'll we'll have to see. But uh, the other news for the regarding the Bears is that. Eddie Goldman, not Akeem Hicks. I assume Akeem Hicks showed up, but Eddie Goldman was the one we were concerned about. We started to hear things regarding retirement, things like that. So uh, Eddie Goldman showed up to camp today, which is you know sigh brings a sigh of relief for Bears fans because they we we saw how much the Bears defense really relies on him last year. Um, You know hopefully he's healthy. Hopefully if it was COVID, he you know was able to kind of get through that, and he's relatively healthy when it comes to that. Um, We don't know for sure what was going on there, you know, why he was thinking about retiring. So don't want to speculate too much, but um, yeah, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll see there. But uh, obviously the other big news, uh, a little more unfortunate for Bears fans is that uh, Aaron Rodgers is, is reporting to camp. He did report to camp today. um, Wearing a really stupid shirt, really stupid sunglasses, looking like a fucking clown, in my opinion. Yeah. Frank the Packers just kind of you know they they avoided like his his contract basically for next year they they basically said all right let's just let's get this over with let's let's one more one more go uh, you know Rodgers and and Devonte Adams you know we saw Adams wasn't happy about the contract extension talks um, you know we saw the the last dance posts that they were both doing together. Um, pretty strong indication, Frank, that this is more than likely the last go for for Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Um, what did you think of Rodgers reporting to camp? What do you th- do you think Devontae Adams will be there long term? Give it to me, man. H- hit me with it. Let's go.
1: So, I think I mean we knew at some point he was going to be a Packer this year unless he just retired from football that that has been the, the the consensus of people who understand that the way the cap works much better than you and I do, just knowing how hard it was to trade the contract this year, um, just with the dead money and such. I will say, in, in regards to Devontae Adams, I mean, we're seeing quarterbacks play longer and longer. If I'm Aaron Rodgers, because it, is this Devonte Adams' last season under contract as well? He, he, has, has, or, he has an additional season. Yeah, that's
0: yeah. What, 2022
1: that, is his last year. That's what I thought. So I almost wonder if he just does a one-year deal again next year, and then they both head into free agency almost as like a, a duo. Yeah. Like, we're going somewhere together. Let's go. That would actually be really fucking cool. But – my only take on this, because, because to me, we just knew it was going to happen. I, 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 you know, hearing from Packers' friend just saying retirement really—he's not going to do it. He's just not going to retire. He's not. He, it, it, it may be. It may seem messy. It's not going to be as messy as the Brett Favre thing. And they wound up being right. But I think I would like for this to be normalized. To be honest with you, let's stop the bickering. Hey, your contract is untradeable this season. Let's go one more go, and then you can go. And let's get it over with. You know what I mean? Versus like the, oh, I'm, I'm going to retire. I mean, and, and I don't think he really did this. I, I To be honest, I think this was his goal. I think he got what he wanted. And I think yeah. it should be. I think it should be normalized in that manner. We 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 understand that we, you know, you don't want to be here. Maybe we don't necessarily want you to be here. But the contract, the way it's structured, whether a different GM gave it to you in the past, it is what it is. Let's move along this one year and move past it. Whether it has to be public or not, I would, I, I you know... And I, to be honest with you, I think it should be public if that conclusion is made that way your fan base isn't out, you know, out in the cold. Cause imagine if that happened to like a Rob where it's like, yeah, we just, did, it looks like we just didn't resign him, but it's like, no, behind the scenes, we were like, look, it just isn't going to work. Cool. And move. Yeah. Cause then now, now Packers fans will have that closure. They know he's gone after this year. It's not like, right. fuck, why would they do that? Fuck this, you know, this front office and. You know, now you have this angst towards a team when it was just it, it, at the end of the day, it is a workplace, and they just drifted apart. I think it's the same thing that happened with New England and Tom Brady. I don't think Patriots fans hate Tom Brady. He was like, yeah, hey, it is what no. it is. He, him, and Bill just kind of went their separate ways. They went on, and that's what it was. And I, I think, I think things like that should moving forward, just you know, should be out there.
0: I think, uh, I think Aaron Rodgers is a fucking coward. That's what I think he is. All right, Frank. Stick to your principles. You don't want to be on that team. Don't play for that team. Don't just be like, oh, well, you know, if you get me Randall Cobb, then, then then we'll talk. Really? Really, Aaron? That was it? You needed Randall Cobb on your team. That was That's what was holding you back from playing another year in Green Bay. Randall Cobb, please get out of there with that shit. That, and, and for all the people that, well, he wasn't even saying anything. It was Schefter making it up. No, it fucking wasn't. Aaron Rodgers had multiple chances to, to squash that and say, listen, there's nothing here. I'm happy with you know, the situation in Green Bay. I want to talk about some potential you know, changes to our contract, whatever. I want to figure this out, but I will absolutely be in Green Bay next year. No, he fucking didn't do that. And it, it, it's not just on the team for, or, or reporters for making that up. Adam Schefter isn't just going to go out there and make stuff up. All right. It's just not going to happen. Aaron Rodgers did not want to be a Green Bay Packer. They, he he swallowed, you know, his pride and said, fuck it, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll try. But it's just, come on, man. Like really all of that for Randall Cobb, like let's, let's be real here. And, and Frank, if I'm being honest with you, I, you know, I, I saw a lot of Packers fans who weren't exactly happy about Aaron Rodgers. Like to me, this team isn't, <laughs> it's not the best team in the league this year like yeah you know are do do they have a, do they have a really really good shot to win this year of course they do they have a great chance to win cuz they have Aaron Rodgers but overall i don't think this team is anything that incredible there's there's a few other teams quite a bit of uh, of other teams in the NFL that i would i would bet on winning the super bowl over this team so it's like for a lot of packers fans they saw them voiding that last that last year as kind of like a OK, well, they're, they're probably going to try and trade him, right? Like to get as much max value. And I think there's a lot of Packers fans out there who honestly, Frank, would take a trade at this point, see what they have in Jordan Love and and move on and get something for Aaron Rodgers. Because wh- what if they don't win the Super Bowl next year, they're just going to let him walk. It's going to let one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time walk and not get anything yeah. in return. It's I It's also- risky. It's a risky move, man.
1: It's very risky, but as you're giving your point of view on things, I'm also wondering, what is that going to do to the locker room? Mm-hmm. Like, yep, you know, and in a down moment in the season, are you really, like, I, can people compartmentalize? Like, this is, you know, this is one year we have to t-. Sure, but can a whole locker room do that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and yep. even to a point, like, what if Aaron Rodgers gets, fr- I mean, everyone gets frustrated and and, you know, if he's I mean, like, no, he you got to run this route better. I mean, fuck yeah. you. I'm going to be here next year. And you aren't, you gave up on the, you know what I mean? Like, is there going to be any, like th- that is one thing that I'm really going to take a, a, a close look at and kind of see what, what our Packers friends are saying about that because that could be a real thing. Like if, you know, if you don't want to be here, fuck off, you should have just left. And, you the, know? and they'll
0: go, they'll, they'll go through some tough times. That, you know, maybe not necessarily going to, you know gonna gonna go on like a six game losing streak like the like the bears did uh but there will be some adversity for this team and and you're absolutely right how do they how do they handle that type of of situation when it's like does it does Aaron really want to be here and the last thing I'll say frank and then we can get to our you know our, our main topic of the main event of this episode cut Cut it out with the last dance stuff, all right? Stop comparing yourself. Stop <laughs> posting that fucking picture of, of you know, MJ. And like, like you're not MJ, all right? He won six fucking titles. He, you know, five, and then he was like, all right, this is kind of, this you know, this is the last one. We understand what this is. You've won one, and Devontae Adams wasn't even fucking there. Stop it. You're the Utah Jazz, if anything, all right? Oh, man. That's the last Coming thing I'll in say. Hot. That's the last thing I'll say, and Frank closes out if you need to, or we can just get into it. Main event time.
1: No, well, I mean we're we're all good, man. Let's get let's get right into the main event. I mean this was this was a topic we had to specifically pinpoint when we wanted it to be because we couldn't do it before the draft. We couldn't do it immediately afterwards. You know, before too too early before training camp. It's like ah, does it really matter? I think now's the perfect time to do it because it's heating up. Training camps here, preseason's on the way. So what we're gonna do? we, we did a power ranking of teams. We're calling it the the worst to first power rankings. And the reason why we're doing this is because every single year in the NFL, there is a team that goes from worst to first. It it just is what it is. We have, I mean, we have parody in the NFL. Fuck off, Nas. Uh, So (laughs) we took a deep dive into the eight last place teams uh, in the NFL kind of looked at their offseason moves, looked at their drafts, you know, looked at the coaching staff if there were any changes and 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 said, can this team go from from worst to first? And we've gone 1 through 8. And Jack, this was this was harder than I thought it was going to be.
0: It was tough. It was it was like that that middle section, you're starting to kind of think about, well, you know, I I like some of the moves this team's made and then you kind of look at the rest of the division, and you're like, That mm. was That was what made so it hard. There's some surprises towards the top that it's a lot of that played into it. It's, it's not as easy as being like, well, you know, this team is just better. Well, no, I mean, they, they might be a better team, but the division that they're in, does that give them a better chance to, to make it to first? So let's, let's, um, Let's just list off the teams real quick. The the eight teams we'll be discussing. Um, Obviously want to make sure that we have the same teams listed here. Uh, So we'll start with the uh, we'll start with the AFC East. We got, um, you know, we got the Jets. We got the Jaguars. uh, We got the Broncos. uh, And then uh, we got the Bengals as well. Then on the NFC side, we have the 49ers, the Falcons, the Eagles and the Lions. That all match up, Frank? Yep. All right, let's let's get into it. Give me your eighth just no chance to go from worst to first who you got on the bottom of your list
1: Number 8 for me was the Detroit Lions And Ooh, Okay It's it's not because the division is super tough I think the NFC North top to bottom is is uh, a middling division right it's it's not anything you know obviously if Aaron Rodgers is going to be regular Aaron Rodgers this year the Packers going to be very good but you know an average team can sort of fumble their way into topping the bears or, or or the Vikings potentially. Um, but I, I, I took a, you know, a deep dive into, into what they did. Obviously biggest trade was, was getting rid of Matt Stafford and getting an inferior quarterback in Jared Goff, And they signed a lot of players to one year deals. Yeah. That to me is waving the white flag. They're, they're, this, they're, they're rebuilding completely. I mean, because it reminds me, and, and I, honestly, I love that sort of rebuild. That's what Ryan Pace did in the beginning of his tenure, and I loved it. Get everyone yeah. on one-year deals, take flyers on people, and if they wind up being good, he did sign some of them to multi-year deals. It's like you sort of plug away at that. That way you're not committing to anyone in any position, and then you can still draft at that position too. You know what I mean? It, it, it gives you a lot more – but. That that to me is, they, they know that they're doing, I mean, they, they may win only two games this season. I mean, they're they're not a very good roster at all. I mean, they don't have a receiver, you know, that has any sort of experience. I mean, they're just not, they're not good. Uh, the defense, no. the the offense, I, I think, yeah, I mean, if they were in the NFC East, maybe they'd be higher. I think that's maybe a division that's maybe a little bit worse than us. But yeah, it, it's, it's, I just see no hope for the Detroit Lions. So I have them at eight. Who is your eight? My eight was the Jets.
0: My eight was, okay. was the Jets. And uh, if just full transparency, the Lions come in at number seven for me. So, so the
1: Jets were my number close. seven. So we can. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. Yeah. I mean, the, the Jets, listen, the, <laughs> the AFC East, I think uh, just it, it's it's definitely it. I, I would honestly argue that the AFC East it might be actually a tougher division than the NFC North, depending on I you know, what a couple of teams do. You got the Patriots coming back with full strength. Who knows what Mac Jones may look like? Dolphins are one of your favorite teams, just with the head coaching situation, the defense there. Um, You know, we still got to see what Tua does moving forward. And then, of course, Super Bowl contender Buffalo Bills. Like, that is a tough division. The Jets, honestly, you could pretty much say almost the exact same thing that you said with the Lions. Um, Just what they may have, may have a better quarterback. And it's, honestly, I'm not, that, that is the reason I have them eighth. Uh, because right now I think Jared Goff is a better quarterback Mm. than Zach Wilson. You know how we feel about Zach Wilson on this podcast. There's a, there's a couple more guys on the lions. You know, you got DeAndre Swift, you got Jamal Willie. Like there's, they they got the tight end TJ Hawkinson. Like they have, you know, they have Trey flowers. They have some guys with names that you'll recognize. (laughs) Whereas the jets, We're still getting there. We're still we're still getting there. I I don't I think it's a weaker roster. And I I just that division. I mean, come on. It's the Jets, right?
1: Yeah, no, that's fair. And I think for me, I I had the Jets at seven instead of eight, because I think they're. I think they're one step ahead of the Lions in the developmental process. Yeah, well, not, not necessarily just the quarterback, but everything that I've heard about Dan Campbell thus far, I dislike. And yeah. I really like um, Robert Sala. His first name is Robert, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I I mean, the Jets, they made a couple signings on defense that I really enjoyed. They, they, they finally delved back into the pass rushing uh, side of things. That, uh, <laughs> I, 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 I'm blanking on, I, I thought I wrote his name down and I didn't, but. It was the first time they had signed a pass rusher to a multi-year deal since like 2008. It's insane, um, but I mean, I think I think Salah being there quite immediately just schematically elevates that defense. Now, whether or not that results in wins, we're, you know, we'll see. But I don't think Dan Campbell immediately goes into that organization and, and elevates anything. He can prove me wrong, yeah. but just what we know about Robert Salah is that he is a mastermind with you know on defense. Now, granted, that hasn't always worked out. We saw what happened. Uh, in Atlanta with Dan Quinn, it just didn't happen the way it was supposed to. But I just think, you know, they have a little bit more to be excited about there. I mean, you have a young quarterback, you have your young receiving core with Elijah Moore, Corey Davis, uh, and yeah. even a veteran, a veteran, and, and, and Crowder, a, a guy who I think should elevate that defense. I mean, they can't get worse. They 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 weren't great last year, but I just think, um, yeah, I I just think in terms of going from from worse to first they have, you can squint very, very hard and, and, and see something versus like the Lions. I don't think I can squint at all and see anything. You know what I mean? Like, I I just, there's nothing there for me.
0: This is, this is why I, this is why I love, uh, this is why I'm glad we're talking about this, uh, these two teams, because this is probably the most we'll talk about them for the rest of the year. So if you're, if you're a Jets fan, if you're a Lions fan, embrace this. What I will say about the Lions, and this is where, this is why we're talking about, man, like, That This list isn't as easy as you think it is because you can make these arguments for these teams at the bottom. What I'll say for the Lions and and that I have them in favor of the Jets is that that offensive line for the Lions is good. They're good now. So you never know what that does for a team that's going to be running the ball, especially, like I said, with, you know, DeAndre Swift uh, back there. So, you know. Let's let's move on. I'm tired of talking about the fucking Lions and the Jets. Let's <laughs> let's move on. Frank, who was your number six team that you think can go from worst to first? All
1: right. So here, here's the thing. You know what? No, no, no,
0: let's let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do six, five, four. Okay. Let's do six, five, four. Cause I know we were having a lot of I, I changed the order about three or four times yeah. with those four te- with those, you know, from that range. So let's do six, five, and four.
1: Okay. And and I'll, I'll preface and say that was the because what I was before you even said that I was gonna say six five and four for me were the <laughs> hardest because to, for me one and two I had and eight and seven I had though those two were there it yeah. was like the 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 middle the meat of the sandwich was was really hard uh, so six for me was Denver five for me was Cincy four for me was Jacksonville. Um, and I'll quickly run down. So Denver, the only reason they're not high—they have so much talent on both sides of the ball. But Drew Locke isn't going to get it done. For, I mean, you you put you get them. I, I maybe maybe Teddy helps. I, I don't know, but you get them an above average. I mean, that, that that's a place where I think someone like Dalton or Nick Foles would even elevate them to a different degree with the, with the amount of weapons they have. Get somebody competent in there, and maybe Teddy does that. But everyone's acting like, you know, it's it's Drew's job job to lose at this point. So we just assume that he'll be the quarterback. Because that division, I don't think, is that scary outside of Kansas. Kansas City is is Kansas City, right? But like, I can see them leapfrogging immediately to second place with with a solid quarterback with the talent yeah. that they have. Um, Cincy, I they're almost there for me by by default because I do think they're a better team than, than eight <laughs> through six. Yeah. But it's it's tough because that's sort of the the flip side. That division is fucking tough. But we saw a lot of good things last year out of Joe Burrow. Hopefully he can stay healthy. They added another, uh, really big time weapon in Jamar Chase, Riley Reef, uh, Carmen. They get you know they they drafted Carmen. They 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 get some pieces on the line. They're trying to 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 have something there. But goddamn that division! I mean, I, you you could realistically forget the talent that they have just because of the division that they're in. You can rank them eight, and I'd be like, I right, I get it. Like that's a tough yeah. just based on the division <laughs> that they're in. Right? Like, that is a right. tough division, man. But yeah, the, so that is for me. Denver, Cincy, and then Jacksonville is four. Um, really, they're only they're they're four for me because you can really squint at that AFC South and say that's not that great a division for the for this season. You yeah, know I mean? Like it, it, that, that may be the the NFC East of last season. Like, you know, Houston is a fucking train wreck. We don't know if Carson Wentz is going to be any good with Indian. If he's not, that's going to catapult them, uh, you know, down in the standings, Tennessee lost Arthur Smith. Yeah. I mean, like there's a lot of change in that division, man. Yeah. So yeah, they they might fuck around and, and go from one and 15 to, you know, 13 wins, d- depending, you know, obviously a lot's going to have to go right, but And maybe I'm a little higher on them than most. I like their offensive weapons. But, yeah, so that that was it for me. Uh, Six, Denver, five, Cincy, four, Jacksonville. What were you working with?
0: It won't be too too hard for you to remember this because we – very close. Six, Jacksonville for me, five, Cincinnati, and then four was the Denver Broncos. Um, So I'll start with four. I had the Broncos uh, at fourth simply because, you know, we're talking the defense – I think that defense is really, really, really good. Um, I don't love the coaching situation, but I, I looked at it more as they do have those offensive weapons, and I do think they'll be better with Teddy Bridgewater if he does get to play. If it's if it was Drew Locke confirmed to be number four, or excuse me, as the starting quarterback, I think I'd, I'd push them down, <laughs> probably flip-flop them with the Jaguars, because you're right, the Jaguars are in a very easy division. The AFC South really isn't all that strong. You know, the Titans' defense isn't, very good. We know that. I think their offense still will be will be good. Um, I, I think it's a two team race, and I think even if Carson Wentz isn't, you know, MVP Carson Wentz, if he plays as good or if not better, even to a slight degree of of Philip Rivers, they're going to be right at the top of that team. Agreed. Are right of right at the top of that division race. Um, where it comes for me for the Jaguars is I was and this is why I have the Bengals at five was because you never know what a young quarterback can do for a team. You know, Andrew Luck, I don't think a lot of people had the Colts who just went two and 14 going to the top of the division at 11 yep. and five, or maybe it wasn't the top, but you know, to win because of the Texans, I think won the division that year anyways. But um, I mean, you never know, you never know what a, a really, really good generational quarterback like Trevor yep. Lawrence can do for that team. Where I was looking at it and coming from is, Offensive line is still a little shaky. Um, The wide receiver core is good, but there's still some unproven talent there. Even you know their most veteran receiver, I think, is DJ Chark and Marvin Jones. So you know, still not not you know superstar yet. We'll we'll see what they can do with Trevor Lawrence. Um, Defense, not a whole lot there. To me, it was coaching, and I just I just don't I can't put that much faith in Urban Meyer at this point. Like I just there's a lot of questions. And then, like I said, for the Bengals, it just really is as simple as, you know, you never know. Like Ben, Ben gets hurt again. Who knows what that Steelers team will look like. Lamar Jackson. He doesn't take that step. What does he look like this year? And then the Browns, you know, they're probably, they may be the team to beat, but you got to remember, it's Cleveland Browns. So, you know, <laughs> you never yeah, I know. Mean, but I
1: just, I love their formula for winning football. I, know. I mean, it's, I it's, know. it's the same thing with the NBA, man. Like, yeah. Everyone wants the flashy athlete and this and that. But it's like, if you can run the ball and you, you know, and, and, and you could play solid defense when it matters, you have a great yeah. shit. Like, and you stick with that formula that only elevates a quarterback's play as well. You know, and if, if they can stick with that and not get in love with being too pass happy, they're going to be in this for the long haul.
0: Yeah. And and I mean, specifically for the Bengals, I, you, know, you know, we talked about it, um, talked about it a couple weeks ago, if not last week. Zach Taylor, obviously not uh, not one of our favorite coaches in the league. Um, but I I think if I were making a team right now, like taking out injuries, things like that, just based on the quarterback, I may consider drafting Joe Burrow ahead of Trevor Lawrence. I, I thought Joe Burrow was really damn impressive uh, out of LSU. I thought what he did it in, in Cincinnati before he got hurt was really impressive. And they just gave him his one of his favorite weapons of all time. Yep. In in Jamar Chase. Like it's you know, we'll see if that offensive line can keep him healthy. That was obviously the big the big story when they drafted him. So we'll have to, you know, keep an eye on that. But yeah, four through five, very similar to Frank's Broncos, Bengals, Jaguars from four to six. Um, all right, Frank, let's 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 get into it. Let's uh let's go let's number number three, because I think we we most likely have a very similar number three.
1: Yeah, so number three for me was Atlanta. Yep. I think uh Part of it was the division. I don't think it's. I don't think it's super tough. There's a lot of question marks going on in the NFC South. Um, you know, Tampa's only getting older. I'm not saying it's going to be next year, but Tom is going to have to fall off of. It. I mean, it's it, you know, just what happens to humans. Uh, New Orleans, we have no idea what that. That defense is still good, but we have no idea what the offensive side of the ball is going to look like, especially if Taysom Hill is going to be starting. And then Carolina is still you know off into their. Uh, rebuilding mode um yeah and Atlanta obviously traded Julio Jones and it could be a situation where you know uh Ridley just isn't is like a Juju Smith like if he's the number two he's gonna be great but once the the defense is specifically targeting him he won't be but uh, also seeing guys like no disrespect if he were never like Zacharias I forget his name he went off when everyone else hurt like this offense is just a high you know it's a machine yeah um you know, getting uh, getting Arthur Smith, and I actually like the the uh, the addition of uh, Mike Davis as well. I I thought they really lacked that running back last year, and he proved himself to be a really really good running back, like someone on the the Corked Up podcast thought when the Bears had signed him. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I take I, full I mean, credit for that. <laughs> uh, but I I think you know with the veteran quarterback who really hasn't fallen off. The offensive line has been so bad for the last couple of years and the defense has been horrid that people yeah. all of a sudden think that Matt Ryan is bad. And it's like, no, he he's still very, very good. He may not be elite. Maybe he was never elite, but like he's a very good quarterback. And I think it really all all it's going to take is a, a, a better situational play caller and a middle of the road defense. And that team is flipped on its head and they're, you know, 12 and four instead of uh, four and total 12, well, 12 and five. Now with 17, but you get what I'm saying. Like, so I think yeah. the ingredients are there, and it's not going to take much to get them flipped on its head. And with a weaker division than I'm assuming going in, uh, that catapulted them for me.
0: I I was close to putting them in my top two, if I'm being honest with you. Like I was as well. I I think this this Falcons team is not that far removed from from that Super Bowl run. Like I like Arthur Smith a lot. I love the the way that he ran that offense in Tennessee, and I think there's some very similar pieces um, in in Atlanta. Uh, and yeah, I mean, you know, maybe maybe it is a situation where Julio being moved opens up the offense even even a little bit more because you know Matt Matt Ryan's not trying to necessarily force the ball to a specific guy. Um, you know, we'll we'll have to see what Kyle Pitts really looks like. They have Hayden Hurst, who I I like a lot, and then yeah, Calvin Ridley. Uh, that defense, it's going to need to take a step, but looking around the division, I don't know, man. Like the saints really don't scare me without Drew Brees, um, you know, Taysom Hill. I mean, if he really does start, we, you know, I, I think we're proven right about Taysom Hill this year. I, I, I really oh, do think we, 100%. we really, like, like let's, let's not play around here, but uh, you know, even if it's Jameis, I, I really don't think the saints are that scary of a team. Um, The Buccaneers, they brought everybody back. So it's going to be a very similar team to last year. Um, they started kind of slow. We'll have to. I, I'm curious to see how they start, you know, next year, and if they do fade, maybe a little bit. If there is that Super Bowl hangover, obviously a lot of those guys have never, never won a championship before. Um, so so we'll have to see. I I think it's a winnable division though. If everything goes right for the Falcons, you know, they could make. They have that veteran quarterback who, you know, we've talked about top top 15, if not top 10 you know, right now that makes a, it makes a big difference. So
1: One hundred uh, yeah,
0: that's why I, I had them at three.
1: Yeah. Um, and the two, I mean, really, and I'll, I'll go on to my number two after this, but the, the two biggest reasons for me with, with Atlanta was the division and Mike Davis's thighs. How can you not rank the Falcons higher just based off that? I mean, mid <laughs> yeah, stride, those fucking up. things are tree trunks.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They, it's, he's a big boy. He's, he's a, yeah. he's, a he's a very large man. I mean,
1: he, he is prepared to take the Derrick Henry role, but actually be able to catch the ball point blank period. There's nothing else to be said. Number two for me. Um, and, and, and to be honest with you, number two for me has a lot more to do. And and this kind of shows you the sliding scale in which we were working with for these rankings, because if you go up and down the rosters, the Philadelphia Eagles don't have, you know, I don't think as much talent as Denver or Cincy, or probably even Jacksonville, uh, you know, there, there's a huge question mark at quarterback, obviously. I hope Jalen Hurst winds up being really good, but we just don't know. Uh, Devontae Smith, he was my number one. Loved him coming out of, uh, oh, I'm sorry, he was my number two uh, coming out of college. I love him. But we've also seen wide receivers just completely die in Philly. Like, we, we don't know what we're getting there, but the NFC East is so wide open. Like, the Cowboys on paper should be the favorite. They have so much talent if Dak can stay healthy, but – they're also the Cowboys. They, they've been, they're the favorite every year. It's like fucking Notre Dame. Like there was, there was always that joke. Like there's, there, there are two things that are going to be certain going into football seasons. Notre Dame is going to be ranked and the Cowboys will be the favorite. And then they just fall off as the year goes on. Um, but yeah, I mean, that division isn't scary whatsoever. I mean, a seven and nine team won it last year. You know, I mean, Andy Dalton quite literally almost won that, like backed into winning that division uh, with, with, with the Cowboys. So it's like, but that, that, with that being said, I did, I, I did like what, the, what the Eagles did. Uh, You know, I, I, I liked really them putting their balls on the table and saying, we are sticking with Jalen hurts. Like we don't want Carson Wentz Get him out of here. We're going to see what we have. And I think, I mean, you know, Devontae Smith may have like a Justin Jefferson season. If they can, you know, if, if they can do so, I mean, he's going to get 300, 300 targets. There's no yeah. one else who you can throw the ball to JJ, or they go white side. I mean, what are we doing here? You know what I mean? It's, it's, so, no, I, I, I mean, that, that was more of the division than anything. If you throw them in, in other divisions, they're, they're knocked down widely for me. I mean, if you put them, if you switch even probably like Cincy, if you put Cincy in this division, they would be potentially my number one because I think they're that loaded with talent, especially on the offensive side of the ball.
0: Well, Frank, that's swear, we, uh, swear we differ a little bit. I have uh, the 49ers at two. And I have the Eagles at number one for literally every reason you just said. Yeah. It's yeah, the NFC it's, East, man. This Eagles team is not that devoid of talent and certain. Like, Fletcher Cox is one of the best defensive linemen in the league. They got some really interesting quarter play. Uh, I think Jalen Hurts is going to take that next step. I will say that, if I'm being honest with you, Washington might actually be the, my favorite team in that division to win the actual division. Like, the Cowboys— They should win. You're absolutely right. Dak Prescott, by far and away, the best quarterback in that division. But we've seen this Cowboys thing, man. We've seen the same (laughs) thing. It's Mike McCarthy. We don't trust him a lot. Uh, But if I'm being real, man, that Washington team, the defense they have, the fact that they have uh, an upgrade at quarterback now that they have Ryan Fitzpatrick, like – Look out for, uh, that's, that's what I'll say. What, but the Eagles really aren't that far away, especially if, if he does take that step and become the quarterback that they believe that Jalen Hurts is going to be. The guy that they said, all right, let's move on from Carson Wentz. We got our guy. And and so we'll have to see, man. Um, I'll I'll give my little spiel on the 49ers real quick. Uh, I think a lot of this has more to do with the division that they're in. That's what pretty much, I, I think they are, definitely a more talented team than the Eagles. Um, you know, obviously we saw today that Jimmy Garoppolo is entrenched as the number one. We'll see if the preseason actually changes any of that. Uh, it doesn't sound like there's really a quarterback battle between him and Trey Lance. I think if Trey Lance was the starter, that may push them into number one for me. Um, Cause we've kind of seen this thing with Jimmy Garoppolo. Obviously they're going to be a lot healthier this year, fingers crossed, but I think that division is just really good. And, now that the rams have a legit quarterback i think they they run away with that and and then you got the Seahawks, too you can't really count them out with with obviously russell wilson at the quarterback position cardinals aren't no aren't aren't a joke either uh so you know they've got a lot of offensive firepower i just think it's a it's a really difficult division um and that's kind of what made that decision for me i still think the 49ers are are probably more talented than the eagles um but Came down to division for me, Frank.
1: No, for sure. I I I totally get that. I just think the, you know, and, and I know you texted me like, with this news of Jimmy G most likely being number one, does this alter anything at all? And, you know, for me, the answer was still no, because, uh, again, Jimmy G is better than C.J. Beathard and, and all the other guys they've reeled <laughs> out there. And Kyle right. Shanahan has him, you know, has these guys looking like, Joe Montana at, at times. It's, it's it's insane. So, I mean, really for me, it's just going to come down to health, man. They, they got hit with the injury bug so hard last year. And even if the defense stays healthy, they're a very good defense as well. But I just like everything that they have going for them. They drafted another running back and Trey Sermon. They're going to you know be handing the ball off to five different people a game. Uh, Debo Samuel has to stay healthy. George Kittle has to stay healthy. I love Brandon you I don't know why people act like Brandon you wasn't a first round pick last year. And like whether it's like fantasy or not, I, he's like being not necessarily written off, but just like looked at as this mid-level guy when he may in reality be a top 10 fantasy receiver this coming season. And like just the, I mean, he is so fucking talented, dude. Like yeah, he was a first rounder. Like I like you know, I I just don't I don't quite get it. Um I just think they're loaded with talent when I look at their roster and their co- well, and I and their coaching. And what I was going to say was, and I sort of interrupted myself, maybe the coaching elevates some of these guys, but we never we never really know that. But with that combined, you know what I mean? Like that's a combination that I just think they're, they're better than everyone else in that division on paper, in my opinion. And, they, you know, they didn't make the most amount of moves. They're just sort of running it back and then obviously adding people through the draft. Um, because I think they know that too. Like they just have to stay healthy. they They potentially have the best tight end in the league. They have a really it, it's not the deepest wider Stephen core losing Kendrick Bourne, I think, was bigger than people realize. He's such a good red zone threat, um, but they run the ball well. You know, Jimmy G is is serviceable, if nothing else. And then they may be elevated at some point if Trey Lance takes over and they're able to really add a mobile portion to that quarterback game. Yeah. You know, they have uh, whatever one of the, the, the Bosa brothers they have who just fucking demolishes everything in front of him. You know, the, I, the corner seems a little bit light for them. I know they lost Richard Sherman, obviously, and it looked like he's coming back with the off the field stuff that's going on. But I, I mean, I, I just look at the talent. I look at the coaching. I, I, just to your point with um with the Falcons, these guys aren't very aren't far removed from a a Super Bowl run. You know, they yeah. they they have the goods. They have the coaching. Um, it's it's really just down to health for me. And and usually, the the people who get hit with the injury bug the most it seems to even out that next year. And then like we saw with the bears where we didn't get hit with the injury bug really at all in 2018. And then it really flipped on its head and people started getting hurt. It's just the thing with the NFL. Um, so yeah. I'm hoping for the Niners that that's the case for them because I, I really wouldn't for, for nothing else. I just want to see that team at full strength just to see, I just want you because know, I, I speculate a lot and it's, it's because I'm high on, on Kyle Shanahan, but I really want to see what they can do at full health. Cause I think they would be the funnest team in the league to watch.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like everything that you said, I I agree with. I, I do think they're obviously I think out of all of these teams, they're they're the most talented bunch of the group and they they should have the best chance to turn it around. I just again, it, it came down to division. For yeah, me. You, you, you never know what you're getting from the NFC East. It's just one of the one of the worst divisions of all time. Like it's totally just it. It, it is constant. It's constant. you got the Giants winning Super Bowls, fucking like nine and seven. Like it's it's insane yep. to me. You know, it's I just, thought, it's. I think the NFC East is by far or excuse me, the NFC West is by far the best division top to bottom in this league. Like I, I really don't think it's it's all that close. If I'm being 100 percent, I honest. agree one through four the best, the best, best division by far.
1: I totally agree. And and, and that's why I, as soon as you listed them at number two, I because I, I, I was thinking about doing that as well. But then I was like, I just couldn't, I couldn't put the Eagle, like at that point, I'd have to really rework everything. Cause if I was putting yeah. the Eagles, I don't think they're that talented. I would have to start loading up more on the talent side of things versus like the division side of the, you know what I mean? Like, I felt like I yeah. catapulted the Eagles maybe too high in general. Uh, but a telling stat for me as I was looking into this is that last year with all the injuries that San Francisco had, their point differential was only minus 14 on the year mm-hmm. as a six and 10 team. Yeah. I mean, I, there, there are other stats that people can point to that maybe if they're, if they don't like Kyle Shanahan or whatever, but that's a sign of really good coaching to me that you kept that team in ball games that you were only negative 14 on the season as a six and 10 team, you know, and, and, and to me at full strength, you're, you're going to win more games than not in those close games versus having, you know, whoever the hell you had at quarterback by the end of the right. year. You right. know what I mean? Like right. it, it's just all about health for that team for me, but. Yeah, man. I mean, this was a super fun exercise. I, I, I think this is something we can do year after year at, at this time in the offseason because it's always going to be here. And I, I think, you know, from this point on, as we do that, you know, have that sort of annual worst to first, we can look back at how we did last year. We can see if any of them did come in first place. That way we can kind yeah. of keep it going and, 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 you know, add some more flair to it.
0: We'll have to give our—we we'll may have to do, like, right before the season starts, give our first to worst. So I'm putting the Packers right down at the fucking bottom. They got no the, fucking chance. I, on on the, the flip Bears, Ooh, I like it. Because the, the Bears—come on. Justin Fields starts week two, week three. It's over. It's over. They're running the league. And— first uh, to worst? You
1: know. So we can do—we can do either, like, first to worst and flip this on his head, which would be really fun— or do we want, or potentially both, depending on what's going on, we could do, like, a, a what playoff teams aren't going to be in there again? Like, who who who's getting knocked out? Yeah. Who is no longer yeah, a playoff
0: just, team? Because you're absolutely right when you called out Nas. Um, I think that was the right decision. Um, <laughs> there is parity in this league. It, it changes yeah. every year. It's, it's always yeah. different. I think that, again, that is what makes it, you know, that is what makes it very exciting. So, you um, know what?
1: Something, speaking of parody, that annoyed me, and I don't want to, I, 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 this is literally the only thing I'm going to say. And if you want to uh, respond, you can. Adam Silver sat up game six of the NBA Finals. who's like, we're really starting to get parody back in this league. We've had eight teams in the last 10 years that have won titles. And I'm like, you're really playing that bullshit? Eight mm-hmm. teams. It's been the same fucking play. It's been LeBron, Kawhi, and Steph Curry, and KD. That's it. <laughs> There are to stop it with the teams. They've all left teams and went elsewhere just to keep. Like, don't do that. Don't don't try to paint it when it's not. But it, it, it was nice to see the Bucks win it because that that's true parity. That that's a team that built organically and did their thing. So that was. Pretty but cool. also, but, but, but the also overall fuck, sentiment was like, cut it the fuck out.
0: Yeah. I'll also, fuck the Bucks. So. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That too. Fuck, that fuck. too. So, but um. Um. Yeah. yeah I think I, I think next week is is sort of up in the air. Topic wise, we may do some nba we may get nas back on to talk some nba talk some bull stuff what are we looking forward to for the off season if there's big enough nfl news or if we feel like kind of dipping back in maybe in the fantasy realm we may do that so unsure at this point but i think as we inch closer to the nfl season uh it's going to be predominantly nfl you know until what february <laughs> february yeah. or march right. of next year
0: <laughs> right right yeah no but this was like you said this this was a, a ton of fun and um you know, I, I would love to hear from you guys what your thoughts are on our on our list. Do we make a mistake, uh, disagree, come at us. We'll, we'll, you know, we'll defend ourselves. But uh, appreciate you guys as, for listening as always. And until uh, next week, Frank, we'll talk to Absolutely,
1: Jackie. It was an absolute pleasure, man. Thank you guys for listening. Remember to like, share, subscribe. We're everywhere that you can listen to podcasts or even on YouTube if you want to see our ugly mugs. Um, but if you just want to listen, we're everywhere. Later, Speak everybody. Speak for
0: yourself, man. Speak for yourself.